Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on all of the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And listen to us on Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts, because we're out there for your uh, listening ears. And watch us on YouTube as we continue to do this wonderful YouTube thing and subscribe and uh, you know, let us know how we're doing here on Think Tank Sports, wherever you are consuming uh, our content. Uh, but here we are, Mike. It is time to talk about the NFL. And wow, what a week it was. Uh, we can remember back to early in the year. We had a couple of weeks uh, that were kind of like this with close games. But uh, I think this week, I think you have to say was the best week the NFL has had this year. It certainly was the craziest, Dave. Uh, best, yeah, probably from an entertainment standpoint as well. Mm-hmm. Spread out over, you know, Saturday and Sunday. And the way that first game started Saturday with the Coles Vikings and the crazy comeback by the Vikings, it certainly set the weekend off, even though there was a Thursday game that uh, we were just talking about. I don't think either one of us saw play of, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it is that time of year with concerts and just Christmas activities or mm-hmm. holiday activities. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas to anyone listening. Happy holidays. If that's your, your gig, but uh, Dave, that game 33, nothing, Colts in firm lead uh, in the third quarter, uh, come out, you know, at halftime. And this is why, folks, you may not want to hire someone as a head coach right off the broadcasting uh, booth (laughs) with no experience. You want to say head coaching, you know, doesn't matter. I think that's very false. I think coaching is very important. And uh, you want to tell me that an NFL coach with some experience or a college coach wouldn't have been able to call timeouts or make some substitutions or nuance things that um, even call different schemes. I mean, they, they just yeah. kept running that same shell defense. The Colts did it. And in the second half, the Vikings just picked it apart. Literally. Uh, I don't yeah. know, did you watch this game at all? Uh, I'm trying to think. I saw this game posed a lot of problems in a lot of households over uh, America because it really was the last weekend to go Christmas shopping, yeah. you know, and not have it be last second. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was plenty of spouses and significant others saying, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's Saturday. Why is there even football on? And, you know, as a guy, you're like hanging on watching the, this furious comeback by the Vikings. And it's like, I can't leave yet, honey. You got to give me another 20 minutes. Another, And then it goes to overtime. It, it, it just caused a lot of strife around the country. But yeah. Fortunately, yeah. the second game was a dud and you missed it and it wasn't a big deal. But yeah, no, actually, as I remember this now, uh, I was at the Syracuse basketball game uh, oh, on right. Saturday during this time. So I'm checking in uh, on the score. Mammoth. Yes. Uh, Cornell. That too. Um, And just watching this uh, and watching the score and and telling uh, my younger son, Josh, like, this is crazy. I'm like, they are coming back. I said, Josh, they were up 33 nothing at the half. And I was like, if they win, the Vikings win, they're going to break the record for the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. Yep. 
the Buffalo Bills way back in January of 93 against the then Houston Oilers and Warren Moon. And uh, and it's funny, too, because it was the quarterback of those Buffalo Bills that. Ah, uh, yes. Frank Reich, uh, which was interesting on multiple levels because Frank Reich owns I don't I think he still does the uh, greatest college. comeback in college history when he was at Maryland and yep. then he does the one in in Buffalo in the NFL and then I was like oh oh he's not the coach of the Colts anymore but he's his you know Do you think he enjoyed and, it uh probably not. Uh, he probably still cares deeply for those yeah players, he probably, so probably yeah probably had a yeah. tough time with the players yeah. part of it but he may have taken some satisfaction in that sure um but just crazy. So earlier, I think it was earlier in this last week, um, I got talking about this Bills game and we actually watched uh, some like a full highlight uh, reel of the game, which was a wow. good portion of like the plays and and all of that. And, uh, you know, one of my one of my kids reminded me of that's funny. We were watching that that game just last week. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the Bills Oilers comeback, but. Yeah, so I didn't see any of this. I'm just watching this, watching uh, the stats on my phone uh, because Syracuse was in blowout form in the second half against Cornell um, and ended up pulling out a 15 point win after be down, being down nine to nothing and 17 to six. Uh, they clamped down. There's my Syracuse piece. Uh, there's right, still more. There's I'm still sure. more Syracuse uh, to come <laughs> to later come. in this in this <laughs> podcast. But anyways, yeah, just. Uh, you know, what a comeback by the Vikings. They have 11 wins. 10 of them have been by one score or less 10 of their 11 wins. So you could say what you want. The Vikings, they're a resilient group. They're not going to get, you know, flustered if they get down in a playoff game, but I just can't say this Vikings team is great because they just, they just, they're so inconsistent, even though they're 11 and three, um, right. it just, I have uneasy feelings about it. I'd be curious. I have a couple of friends who are Vikings fans who have seemed to have liked this, but my guess is if you put them aside in a quiet room and just talk to them, they would be afraid. Um, as far as this goes, Minnesota has only scored two more points than they've given up all year. That's true. Uh, you know, the point differential certainly is a joke um, for <laughs> sure. And the Vikings, you know, perennial eight and eight or eight and nine, I guess now, or nine and 18. Yep. Um, so sure. The ball bounces one way or the other. Any of these other seasons, are they this good in record mm -hmm. or are they truly a mediocre team? And the other thing is, you know, people's the detractors will say, uh, their losses are against the only good teams on their record and their wins against the bad teams. You know, they right. lost to uh, the, the Eagles. Eagles, the Cowgirls, um, and the Lions. You know, they're all playoff teams for sure. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? The Lions are a playoff yeah. team? We'll get to that. Kind of. <laughs> uh, so... I still kind of believe in this Minnesota team, Dave, and I know it's yeah. fool's gold and I know I've fallen for it in years past, especially with their offense, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
this game in particular did not change my opinion about either franchise and the direction they're going. <laughs> no, uh, Jonathan certainly. Taylor gets hurt and is out for the season. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that doesn't have a long-term effect on his career. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably good. He's not playing his last three games for, for him, but he's already yes. hurt. So, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the Colts announced they're going to their third quarterback, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh. Um Somebody we all know isn't very and, good. And someone, oh, yeah. Nick Foles. They're going to Nick Foles. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, Big Dick Nick is getting back out there. Big Dick Nick is back yeah. into the fold. Back into the folds, yes. Um, back yeah. in the saddle So, again. you know, if you need a fantasy quarterback desperately, he's going to throw bombs. You know, if they can catch one or two of them, you score touchdowns <laughs> and you're that desperate, go for it. But well, it's not like they have they don't the have game. Chris Carter out there. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh the second game, like I said, in America, all those fights about going out shopping and dinner and all that are over because you didn't have to watch that game Saturday, <sighs> 13 to oh. three. And if you uh, did, you are a glutton for punishment. You need a shower <laughs> like most of the show. Watson's happy endings. You need a shot. Not good. Uh, So, Dave, the game of the weekend, in my opinion, if you like quality football um, and not just close football, then your Dolphins Bills really just lived up to the hype. And Bills win 32-29. I'll just touch on the Dolphins a little bit here. Eight and six. They get to break because Tua was – hurt earlier in the season and they had to play some, you know, Skylar Thompson started a game. I get, I get that. I just am not sold yet on this Dolphins team. I, no. I th- everyone's telling me, you know, they're going to make the Cinderella, you know, Cincinnati Bengal-esque run to the Super Bowl. And I just, I, I'm sorry. I don't see it, especially on defense. Um, yeah. And I still am not a two, a believer. Uh, I'll leave it at that. I'll let you take over, but uh, what a great football game. Yeah, you know, it really was uh, when you think about the back and forth that went on, um, it never felt like the game got away from either team, um, Mm -hmm. you know, which which was a good thing, I think, for, you know, entertainment purposes, you know, um, you had some thoughts at the end of the first half because, you know, the Bills take the ball and they go 12 plays 82 yards in the last three minutes uh right after um the dolphins had gotten a touchdown to get within one and the bills drive down and get a touchdown you know no time left and then the bills get the ball to start the second half and if you think about all those years with the patriots that was something that they were always so good at doing they would get that touchdown at the end of the first half, get the ball to start the second half and really pile it on. Right. And I've noticed that, you know, the bills do that um, a good bit here, um, but they came out and it was like three plays and out. And, you know, then the Buffalo doesn't even score in the third quarter, you know, the dolphins get the, you know, Jalen Waddle 67 yard pass uh, go for two and don't get it. I, I, I have issues there. I, I mean, it's, it's their first drive of the third quarter. I get you go for two to try to tie it, but you have so much time left. So much. These time modern, 
you know, nerd king coaches like McDaniel, king of the yeah. nerds, is yeah. they're, they're just going to go for two. Yeah, every time. And so yeah. they don't, we so they don't get it. We got to our thinking, I think, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So they don't get that. Um, you know, then they get, you know, another drive there. You know, Buffalo kind of stalls out and, and the Dolphins, you know, played a bit of good defense in the third quarter. Um, but three straight, you know, scoring drives, if you will, um, or they score three times in a row. They're 29, 21 dolphins. Um, you know, the bills come down and in the fourth quarter and get a nice drive going and Dawson Knox gets the touchdown. Uh, they go for two and Josh Allen gets in. Um, and this is a crazy play because he jumps and he reaches the ball up and it gets knocked away. And, you know, we're sitting there and watching and watching and watching and, uh, I'm sitting in my living room with a friend of mine who's a Bills fan. Uh, shout out to Chad there if you're listening. And mm-hmm. um, we were just like, well, okay, there's nine minutes left in the game. You know, they're, they can still get a field goal and win the game because they really just thought it was a fumble. And, you know, they start going through it. I think Gene Steratore yeah, I think that's right. was on there. And he's, yep. he's like, this is a touchdown. You see it. And I mean, obviously it happened, but or the two point conversion, they slow it down and stop it, hit the ball, breaks the plane. Um, so it ends up being a tie and, you know, then there's, I think the dolphins had a drive, um, and didn't really do anything with it. And then, and I had posted this on social media. This is all you need to know right here. The last drive of the game, 15 plays, 86 yards, 556. The bills got the ball back and ran almost six minutes off the clock. Um, you know, just some big plays, the, you know, the 44 yard run by Josh Allen, uh, the snow had picked up in the fourth quarter, which we didn't see the snow really, uh, until then just kind of felt kind of fateful if you will. Um, but yeah, uh, just a great football game. Uh, again, the back and forth, the, the, the closeness of it, the fact that it was on a Saturday night, um, you know, just everything just, you know, felt like a very good game. And of course, for me, the Bills win. They, uh, as we are in the Christmas season, they wrap up a playoff <laughs> berth. See what I did there? We uh, all saw it. Yes. And you're I know, you're, all, I know you're groaning, but that's okay. That my bad dad jokes, but the Bills clinch. Uh, yeah, and I'm not convinced on the Dolphins' defense. I mean, again, I mentioned that they made some stops here and there, but do you think uh, the Bills or the Dolphins' offense could do the same drive the Bills did? Do they have that kind of championship pedigree? Get it done, tough yeah. yards, and that well, really comes down to the offensive line. So I guess I'm asking: Do we believe the offensive line can run the ball and ball control? when it's needed. We know they can pass block. They they're good going backwards. Can they go forwards? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um I you know, I really thought or think um yeah, there wasn't a lot of that. Buffalo didn't really get um get to to a very often. Uh I thought the line, you know, played decently. Uh, they were able to run. I mean, obviously Mostert had a, you know, 67 yard run. Um, They, you know, they, they have, they have tools to do it. Um, I, I still think 
this Dolphins offense is set up to get big plays and, you know, mm-hmm. big chunk plays as they all like to call them. And if they don't get them, uh, they, they struggle. I mean, you, look at, if you take away these two 67 yard plays, obviously you can't do that, but if you do that, I mean, there's 14 points off the board for the dolphins. Sure. Um, and of course this is against a bills defense. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, but when you get to the playoffs, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams, uh, that are going to be, you know, ready to be up to the task. Also pretty so, good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, they, they have the ability to do it, whether they can do it in the big moment yet, I'm not sold. And that, that comes back to exactly what you said, Mike, the questions about Tua in a big spot. He's yeah, still got to prove it out. in the playoffs and we'll find out maybe. Yeah, maybe he gets a lot of credit for what he did in college. And then, but you got to remember he got pulled out of a championship game the year later and who came in to relieve him for Alabama Jalen hurts. So, you know, everything goes full circle um, with the quarterback position for sure. Uh, he's accurate. I'll give him that. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We'll find out. We'll find out. We will. Uh, so that wraps up Saturday's action. Unless you have anything else you want to add there, buddy. Nope. nope uh, we're good. Let's move on to Sunday because Sunday was utterly crazy. Yeah. And it started with my New York football giants getting a victory. Uh, and it felt like two victories because of the previous tie two weeks ago. Um, yes, that's where the tie the, actually helps them. Right, against the Washington Commanders. Uh, this is, if you're waiting for a game as a Giants fan where you're just going to be comfortable and they're going to get up early and cruise to halftime and <laughs> sit guys in the fourth quarter, that's never happening. Delusional you are. This is the best game the Giants have played this season, and this is how they're going to win football games. Ball control, running the ball. 50-yard uh, field goals from Gano. Two right. Uh, defensive score and yeah. um, just the opposite, the antithesis of what the modern NFL is, which is hurry up and you know run the play quickly and two-point yep. conversions and all that. This is not how the, this Giants team is going to win. They're just not equipped. I mean, look at the wide receiver. I know I say it every week. Every week. He, here we go. You know, Isaiah Hodgins and Rick James. Ricky James. I'm Ricky oh, James, Rick James, bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Middle Tennessee State's own Ricky James. Yeah. Uh, leading uh, as a receiver again. So, you know, I'm thrilled with this win. Huge division oh, win. Absolutely. Obviously, makes us in control of our own destiny. Um, really kind of even takes some of the mystery out of the end of the season uh, mm-hmm. and puts the commanders away, uh, I think, for for the season. I think Detroit's going to catch them. Last week I was worried that the Giants were going to be the team that Detroit catches, but now I think it's, it's uh, the commanders. Um, yeah, they don't have um... – the easiest schedule down the stretch. Uh, I mean, they're, they're playing the Vikings this week um, yeah. in Minnesota. Then they have the Colts at home, which I think yeah. that that's winnable, you know? Um, and then they, then they play at the Eagles and, you know, the way the Eagles are playing that very well could be a game that the Eagles don't need. Right. 
Uh, and I think if you're a Giants fan, you're yeah. rooting for the Eagles to win these next two weeks. As hard as that is for you Giant fans to do, that is the benefit because then if the Giants need it and the Eagles can rest people and the Giants need to win that game, that's that's the way it's going to go. Um, you know, that Eagles coach Sirianni is a little bit nutty and he might just play his players anyway because they'll have the bye week. And That's I don't know true. that he's wrong in that. No. And it does have a little bit of vibe of the remember, you know, when we beat uh, the 18 and 0 Patriots in the Super Bowl, we played them the last game of the season and did very well, lost to them um, in the regular season. Obviously, yeah, wasn't that was Thanksgiving, season. was it not? Oh, no, it was Christmas. It was later. It was oh, the end of the okay. season. I thought it yeah. was Thanksgiving, but I know no. it was, I know it was holiday time. And it gave us an inordinate amount of confidence, rational confidence for that team. Really, we went on to win yeah. the Super Bowl and beat them. So I can uh, still see Randy Moss running down the sidelines with that late touchdown. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, uh, it was it was it was close the whole way. We have to talk about Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, yeah, we do. And his coming out party. Uh, he got the trifecta. He got the sack, the fumble, the scoop, and the score. Um, that was very nice early and he was just a wrecking machine the entire game, except the last play of the game. He wasn't in day Washington driving down the field. Well, last play for Washington, he makes a big play on third down and goal. Remember Washington's right down there, uh, by the end zone. And the last play is a pass to Curtis Samuel broken up by Darnay Holmes. Um, but the pressure wasn't from Thibodeau was from Ojalare. Thibodeau was out because he got poked in the eye. Uh, That's the second giant player that's been poked in the eye this season and had to significantly miss. I mean, Bellinger missed a couple of games. He's not that hurt, but still. They need the um, visors or whatever. The visors, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Let's do the Um, Ladanian Tomlinson with the reflective visor there. Hopefully they're not pouting on the sideline while their team's competing in a playoff game. But yes. Asked after the game, you know, he said primetime agrees with me. I don't know what to tell you. I just had a big game and I felt the fire, the passion. And, you know, uh, they kept trying to block me one-on-one and I was winning. And that was really it. He was a wrecking ball out there and it was awesome to see. Yeah. 12 Um, total tackles, nine solos, the sack, three tackles for losses. I mean, that's as good a line. And then you think about also the touchdown. Um as far as that goes to it, it's, it's, For a, it's defensive a great, it's a great defensive line. Right. Um, so that being said, our secondary still banged up, still no Dory Jackson and, and they, you know, held McLaurin and Samuel and those guys down. Uh, mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke wasn't able to make one of any of those special plays that he seems to be uh, famous for at this point. And mm-hmm. the giants, you know, like I said, take control of their own destiny uh, Saquon, man, and that second half was just uh, all pro vintage uh, I, running back that had the desire and the power and one cut and he started to get into a spin game a little bit and uh, which worries me because, you know, you want to spin it on those uh, surgically repaired knees, but, uh, <laughs> you yeah, right. know, really really had, you know, the stats aren't huge, but had a solid game. And uh, like I said, this is how the Giants are going to win. 
This is yeah. this is a vintage 2022 Brian Dable, Daniel Jones, who was also undefeated against uh, the Commanders, still 6-0-1 in his career. Nice. Um, huge, 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 huge win uh, to start off the Sunday. Oh, yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No doubt. Um, I did not see any of that game, um, but obviously live vicariously through you. So, um, <laughs> all of those things, uh, I appreciate that. uh, go well, Mike, the, uh, New York jets, yes. um, in a very, very entertaining game against the very game Detroit lions, mm-hmm. um, Mike, and this, this game was, was close to, and back and forth, you know, tied at the half, uh, lions go ahead in the third jets go ahead in the fourth. Uh, and then Mike, you get, oh my gosh, you just hate to see these things. You know, those plays are there though. You get it. You know, the, the lions are driving it's fourth and one. And you know that there's, my gosh, there's so many different things you can do on fourth and one. And they do the complete play fake roll out golf turns. And here's Brock Wright sneaks out and he, oh, yeah. there is nobody near him. And he, as Chris Berman would say, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling, look at him go all the way to the end zone. Um, just under two minutes to go to give the lions the 20 to 17 lead Mike. And then you got to look at Robert Sala and, and, and what, what in the world was he doing? So they Is get the, the timeouts. Oh you? yes. Yes. They get the ball back, you know? And so, like I said, one, you know, one forty nine to go, they get the ball back and they have all three timeouts, all three timeouts. And he doesn't use a timeout um, until there's 19 seconds left. There were multiple times, you know, um, maybe you don't want to do it on that, that first play where Zach Wilson (laughs) gets sacked. Um, But, you know, short. So second down, third down, no gain. And then Wilson hits that bomb to more for 20 yards. It was a bomb for that drive. It was 20 yards on fourth and 18. Almost right before the missed field goal. Yes. And, and yeah, he didn't even yards, take yep. time out then. No. Until no, no. It's time out with one. Now that one was tough because, you know, it was 40 yards. They had to run down there. Um, <laughs> Salah, I'm okay with him on that one because he's running down the sidelines right next to the referee. I mean, he happens to be standing right, right where Will uh, Moore goes out and he's calling the timeout. But um, yeah. I think you know, it just, there were just some spots there. Um, well, here's what I saw on that one it's Zach Wilson. If that's Mike white or felt uh, Flacco, they're prepared because they've gone through that. That yeah. is where you see Wilson's lack of preparation and willingness to put the extra work in, because mm-hmm. those are situations that the first string quarterback might work on in practice. If they run a situational uh, period, but the second or third string quarterback, you got to do that. You got to make those uh, mental reps on your own. And so Wilson looked confused and then Sala looked confused because of it. And, you know, they, they just clearly, um, those are the details that are going to make you a professional versus what Zach Wilson 
unfortunately his career is turning into. So I think that was a, a referendum on Wilson as much as Salah to yep. me. Yep. And, and um, just so we're clear, uh, Mike White was not out there because of the rib injury uh, from the week before against the Bills. Uh, so Zach Wilson was out there. And he's not playing tonight. Uh, and Thursday right. Night Zach Wilson is, is playing again tonight. Uh, and another huge game for the Jets against oh, another you know, team against the Jaguars, uh, a team that's very game. Um, I guess we could go right to that game, Mike. Yeah, were you surprised that Zerline missed the 58-yarder? I mean, that's not oh, yeah. Legatron. But, um, I mean, that but seems that's... to be something he's made consistently in his career. Yeah, and, you know, and he made the 60-yarder earlier in the year uh, a few games ago. Um, I was a little surprised, but, uh, you know. Uh, it was left off the foot, too. It wasn't, those I mean, those are, it those wasn't are long. Right. They're long kicks, regardless of how. Yeah. Um, how much success the kickers have with them. Uh, sure. I think when you get to that, I'd love to see the numbers and I don't have them in front of me. I was going to say 50%. It's probably not. It's probably 60, maybe 65. Right. The percentage but not there, 75, but right. not 75 and not right. even, you know, like the difference of being in just that much closer. So, yep. Uh, tough loss so you for the Jets. Go to Jaguars and Cowgirls. Cowgirls. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a, you know, what a tremendous game this was. Uh, Probably was the better game of the weekend than yours, but I don't like one of these teams. Yeah, yeah, for (laughs) sure, for sure. Um, But, you know, you look at this this Jaguars team, uh, they're just so game. Uh, And, you know, we've been talking about them and, uh, you know, we wondered going into this game about, would they come back and would they play two good games in a row? Uh, you know, it was a little dicey there at halftime. It was 21 to seven, uh, you know, and, but they just, they, they kept at it, Mike. Um, yep. And, you know, Zay Jones gets a 59 yard touchdown pass and, and Marvin Jones jr. Gets a touchdown pass. Zay Jones gets another one. Uh you know, and then the Cowboys put a nice drive, you know, 13 plays, 75 yards, seven minute drive, uh, and score to go ahead with three minutes to go. Um, and you're thinking, all right, I mean, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, you've given up 31 points, but you have some playmakers on defense for Dallas three minutes to go. Hopefully, you know, they're going to make, you know, make some dents in that and be able to stop them. But, but no, No, they did not. Um, and the Jaguars get 41 yards in a minute. Uh, and Lawrence and, made some great passes. Yes. And, um, he looked prepared and calm and collected the opposite of Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, you know, um, he's had some good games this year. Uh, he's had some games where he's had to, you know, perform in tight situations and he's done a, a, he's had some duds, but he's had some success. Um, so give him, do you count this as a rookie year? So last year was such a wash or do you have Mm -hmm. to, he played, maybe this is like year one and a half. Kind yeah, of that, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, he definitely played those games last year. Um, he did, I just think as we've discussed, you know, Doug, Doug Peterson yeah. has made a big difference. Right. 
Uh, remember yeah, we don't too need that, to relitigate that, that. No, and remember too that Travis Etienne got hurt uh, right out of the gate last year too. Yeah. Um, so I mean he's got he's got some different pieces there. Uh, and then Jaguars. the Jaguars, yes, and they so they tie the game. They go to overtime, Mike. And what what happens in overtime? Um, Dakota Rain Prescott rolls uh, and makes pass short left, and it gets like kicked and flung in the air, and uh, the Jaguars intercept it. Jenkins uh, catches the ball and rumbles fifty two yards with plenty of escorts uh, to win the game in overtime. Jaguars forty, Cowgirls thirty four. Uh, crying and and gnashing of teeth in the Jerry Jones box. Um, <laughs> certainly, the waitress at Perkins on the way home is in big trouble. Yeah, uh, from Jerry Jones. Oh, that's that's Tiger Woods, y'all. Um, but anyway, <laughs> either way, great, it was funny thinking about it from that perspective. Great wing by the Jaguars. Oh yes. Um, great building block for them. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they don't, and I don't think they're, they're not going to make the playoffs this year, obviously, but, you know, just a good building block for, for their organization to get a, yeah. a win, which over, which is a playoff solid football team in the, in the other division. So yeah, well, the other conference, you know, Mike, it's very interesting. So we mentioned, you know, the Jags are playing the jets tonight. Yes. Um, that certainly is a winnable game for Jacksonville. Uh the next week they play at Houston. Houston is the worst team in the league. Um, and then they finish up Mike, uh, the last game of the season at home against the Titans, a team that they only trail by one game in the standings. And they've already beaten the Titans once this year. Mm-hmm. So there is the potential for Jacksonville. I know yeah. Mike is saying he doesn't think they're going to make it. And obviously, it, you know, a lot of things have to go their way, but you know, they control their own destiny a little bit here. Uh, I mean, they certainly will need the Titans to help them out a little bit, but, uh, yeah. you know, it is definitely, you know, one it's of those, doable. it's, it's doable. You know, now the You're Texans also are, um, yeah, there is a chance the Titans also playing the Texans this week. Uh, and then they play Dallas, uh, you know, and Dallas is, is going to need a win. They're going to need a um, win. Although so, they're pretty locked into that, the they might five. as well start scouting yeah. Tampa Bay right now. Honestly, yeah. yep. Uh, speaking of needing a win, Dave, I think Mike Tomlin's going to do it again. They're six and eight, the Steelers. Oh, no. They beat a Carolina Panther team twenty-four to sixteen, and he only needs to win. Well, I guess he needs to win out to be. He's got to win out. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. He's got the Raiders. He's got the Browns. There's another team, um, all of which are uh, the yeah the Ravens, the Raiders, and the Browns. Ravens, Raiders, Browns, all solid teams that could easily beat the Steelers. But oh yeah, none of which I'd be surprised if I saw a Steeler win next to uh, in the win column. So yeah. Don't count Tomlin out yet for his never 500 or below. That's all I remember to say. And yeah. then you just talked about the Texans, Dave. Yeah. Mike, uh, can we, can we go back yeah. to the Steelers just of for course. a second? Oh, um, yeah. Cheers, oh you, my gosh. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, uh, obviously the Steelers had a, uh, one of the yeah. great dynasties 
uh, in the 1970s. Their four Super Bowl wins uh, stood as the benchmark for quite some time uh, in the NFL. And one of their great players, Franco Harris, um, he of the authoring the immaculate reception uh, in the 1972 playoff game against the Raiders, which started if you all. don't know, started it all was the Steelers first ever playoff win. Wow. 40 years of, of futility by the until Steelers that. until that day. Now they lost the next week against the undefeated 1972 Miami dolphins, but that's what got them started. Uh, Franco Harris passed away this week at the age of 72. Uh, very sad. The 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception is tomorrow, uh, Friday, December 23rd. They were doing a big thing. They're playing the Raiders this week. They were doing a 50th celebration set to retire Franco Harris's number. Uh, and as Mike pointed out, and we were talking about this earlier this week, how is it that it's been this long before Franco Harris gets his number retired and he dies like four days before it happens. Yeah. Um, Terrible job out of the Steelers. And I, I don't think I've ever said that about the Steelers ever about anything. They usually handle these things. You know, yeah, they're, they're, well. they're a model organization, class, yeah, class organization. So, and this is, this is a tough pill to swallow for them. Yeah, we maybe should have had Tom or somebody on to talk about, you know, was there a rift between Franco and Steelers that caused this delay? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, There's nothing I know of, but that doesn't mean that. You know, no, no. I and and I, I heard an interview with Franco the day before um, and he was very excited to be there and um, was talking about, you know, some of the some of the Raiders were going to be there, too, and how he was going to be talking trash talking them uh, because they feel like uh, they were jobbed uh, on that because there was a rule back then that the ball could not deflect off of an offensive player. Uh, and be a catch. As soon as it deflected off of an offensive player, it was an incomplete pass. Uh, so the Raiders argue that it deflected off of the Steelers offensive of lineman and the Steelers say, no, it deflected Hanged off it. of Jack Artists. Tatum. Oh, Jack um, Tatum. Yeah. And yeah. so controversy begins. Well, it's interesting. These crazy plays in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. I'm thinking of David Tyree. When you were talking about that, of substituting Tyree for Franco and the Patriots complaining about um, whether that was really a catch or was Eli in the grasp and should never been a play. Mm -hmm. um, but the players that make these plays are quite often, you know, middling players to begin with. Franco Harris had a decent career at Penn State, a huge Joe Pa supporter, by the way, uh, even after the allegations. So mm -hmm. take that for a grain of salt, but uh, has to be said. Um, and he was and good he was a rookie. He was a rookie that year. Right. And he ended up having a good career with the Steelers, but it wasn't, you know, I don't know. I guess he is in the Hall of Fame, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 12,000 right. yards. Uh, All right. Four so Super he Bowl isn't titles. the David Tyree of the 70s. I take it back. No, no, no. He is, I won't he make is, that comparison. He is not um, as far Speak as that goes. But anyways, I think we're, no, you know, well we're said done. About Franco yeah, Harris. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to get that in there. We know we have Steelers listeners like Tom out there and it, it's yeah. important. Uh, he was an impactful player uh, on, on a, a great, great dynasty team of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1970s. 
Real quick, uh, Bears continue to do what they want to do, which is lose ball games and still have Justin Fields look good. And then they did that against the Eagles, 25-20. Yep. You know, maybe they can give him some offensive weapons, especially at the receiver position, um, you know, next season. Uh, Raiders-Patriots, Dave? O-M-G. So... I'm watching the um, the Cincinnati Tampa game mm-hmm. was on, right? No, no. Um, oh, maybe Cincinnati, it was Cincinnati Tampa. Tampa. I, I no, 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 no. It was the Kansas City Houston game. Sorry, right? Uh, no, sorry. Um, right, Cincinnati Tampa was at night, so it could it was not on the same time. Patriots yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Titans Chargers maybe. No, it, no, I, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, well, it doesn't really matter, but, um, it, it was, second. it was the game that, um, uh, you struggle, buddy. Yeah, I am. Uh, that, that Nance and Romo were doing because huh. they started talking about, and they were like, oh my goodness, this, and they were like this they were like the Raiders just got this touchdown uh, at the end. And Oh my goodness to, to beat the Patriots. And, you know, they were waiting for like a moment where they could, you know, stop and show the, he said, we'll show you, you know, we'll show you the highlight in a second here, but Oh my goodness, I've never seen anything like this. And so they go to it and, you know, it's a, it's a tie game and new England, you know, uh, Stevenson who had a great game, uh, 19 carries, a great 172 rookie. yards, uh, for the Pats, and he make has this big run, which does it's not all that surprising, you know. The Raiders playing it back, you know, and a lot of times you can get some big runs on those kind of plays. So you didn't say you set the scene. It's tied at 24, tied at 24. Yep, clocks ticking down to zero. Yes, as yes. Ramondre Stevenson's running down the far side. Right, right. So okay. this is this is it, right? And so so they're going to overtime. You would think. So Stevenson, you know, gets towards the sidelines, um, and then pitches the ball, and he pitches it backwards to Jacoby Myers, and Jacoby Myers uh, is a well-respected member of the Patriots. Yeah, been um, around a while. Been around for a little bit here. Um, is a, a good player. Um, and I, I heard this argument, uh, after this, and I, 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 it certainly is valid. Um, I think where somebody said, well, Stevenson pitches it to him, mm-hmm. to Jacoby Myers. And he's like, oh, well, what am I going to like now? I got to do something with it. He panicked almost. And yeah, right. Even though he's a great, you know, he's a good player. He's a smart yeah. player. Um, but you get that and you go, oh, geez, well, I'm on it's the like, sidelines. Oh, we're doing this. Right, Maybe right. I messed up and I didn't exactly. see the clock. Or, exactly. You know, and so happens? now, right. Yeah. So he turns and throws the ball backwards, of course, because that's jumps. what you need to do. Yeah. Right to the middle of the field. Mm. And who is standing there? Syracuse University's own Chandler <laughs> Jones, who catches the ball, intercepts it, and then uh, steamroll arguably my favorite part of the whole play <laughs> is the stiff arm squashing of Mac Jones. Like he's a bug on a windshield and he just pushes him down and then rumbles like 40 yards for the game winning touchdown. 
Oh my gosh, what a just. Uh, it was more pathetic than remember in the Super Bowl where the Patriots won twenty eight to three against or were losing twenty three against the Falcons and then won it. One of the plays that put the the Falcons ahead, Brady throws an interception. Yeah, to the far sideline gives some fake pursuit and a half a dive and he just looks so old and just i remember that oh yeah mccorkle jones mac jones looked worse than that i mean just run over squashed like a bug (laughs) uh yard sale whatever you want to call it it was great oh bailey zappy was laughing his ass off on the bench oh Uh, he's like thank god that wasn't me and that's how the game ends dave yeah it ends that way what were they Um, doing Again, you know, and I'm trying to, I don't remember who said what I was saying before, but just, you know, Stevenson, first of all, why is Stevenson pitching it? And second of all, he puts Jacoby Myers in almost an impossible spot. Um, Right. I have to say though, it's probably pretty clear that that was not what they had drawn up. um, Because that was a surprise to everybody, but Stevenson and Chandler Jones. Yeah. Uh, good for As him and little vindication in the of the field mm-hmm. yeah little vindication uh bengals continue to roll the buccaneers look old i mean it old and ugly and um yet they're still winning that division day they, they just... were up 17 nothing in this game mike and had played you know arguably some of their best football of the entire season this being the buccaneers Yep. And then played arguably some of their worst football of the year in the third quarter, four turnovers by Tom Brady. Yes. This is me doing the happy <laughs> dance. No puke emojis, two interceptions, two fumbles. Boy, did he look old. And um, the only thing I will say about the Bengals is that they are having so, on some levels like Minnesota getting behind in games early and yeah. having to come back. Uh, the difference with the Bengals, they got themselves to the Super Bowl and one of their great comebacks, obviously against the Chiefs uh, in the AFC championship game last year. Uh, I do like the Bengals. You can't a lot. keep burning the candle that right. close, though. It did it all last year, deep playoff run to the Super Bowl. Then to do it again this year, it's going to rear its ugly head at the wrong time in the playoffs. It just is. Uh, we've seen that time in memoriam. Uh there's a scenario, Dave, where everyone in the NFC South ends up six and eleven, and the Panthers go to the playoffs. <laughs> I, I don't know all the machinations of that, but just keep an eye on that for six and eleven, and the Panthers. I mean, the NFL would have to step in and do something, right? Uh, would you would awesome. think so. I mean, when you look at it right now, you know the Bucks at six and eight. The Panthers, Saints, and Falcons all at five and nine. Right. One game back of the division at five and nine. If you look at the other teams that are close, I mean, Green Bay is six and eight. The Vikings have already clinched the division. Uh, Raiders are six and eight. The Chiefs have already clinched the division. The AFC South, just like the NFC South, uh, you know, six, six and eight gets you, you know, a game out, but. Um, you know, Cleveland is four back. I don't even how the Bengals haven't. Oh, cause they got the Ravens there, but, um, right. yeah, I, it, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, 
it's yeah, ugly. I don't even. It, it, it is ugly. It is. It is ugly as Speaking you can imagine. Speaking of ugly, the somebody pretending to be the Rams put uniforms on Monday night <laughs> and uh, lost to Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers. Graybeard Packers, uh, twenty-four to twelve. Uh, I mean, what can you say about this Rams organization? They literally were all in last year and won it all. Good for them. Yeah, and they couldn't be more out on the, the end of this season you know i guess i don't blame them um they got what they wanted they knew they were going in with with everybody hurt yeah um, it's really now about rebuilding and matthew stafford did say he's coming back next season yeah mm-hmm. now not that i'm saying that there's a quarterback controversy i certainly don't think uh the mascot is the answer there no. in la or but john wolford either no so do they move on do they you know make find another Matthew Stafford type rolling yeah. around the NFL. And, and who is that? And two, do they trash somebody, uh, you know, high up, make a trade, get up there. You know, yeah. they're notoriously always handicapped with the salary cap, but, uh, and then Cooper cups injury. When is he going to come back and be the player he was um, before the injury? We hope certainly hope so. So, yeah. uh, but green Bay, you know, just, Hanging around, Dave. There they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, don't like it. Rasputin. He just is he really dead? Um, yeah. Not Rogers. No. Yeah. Back so. to the Rams for a second, Mike. Yeah, go ahead, uh, when you talk about you know teams pretending to be the Rams at putting on uniforms, this Packers defense is not good. Okay, we, we've we've documented that, um, but the Rams. 156 total yards in this game. 156 total yards. Wow. Sacked five times, eight penalties for 76 yards, uh, and an interception. They had the ball, Mike, for 22 minutes. Wow. 22 minutes. Pathetic. I mean, you're just you're 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 just not you're not gonna win. You're just not competing, right? There was that a non-competitive way. roster, you know, from the moment. We worried about this during COVID. Remember when the Rams had to start their wide receiver, a quarterback, and all that? Yeah. Um, and, and we worried about, you know, the integrity of the game during COVID and, and roster integrity. I mean, the Rams are definitely pushing that border. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it was, for I mean, it was sure. 24-6. You know, the Rams got a, a meaningless touchdown, except for me, because Tyler Higby's on my fantasy team, like anybody cares, <laughs> uh, with 22 seconds left in the game. So uh that's right. that's we've actually talked about this game way more than it um deserves. Deserves. So tonight we got Jets Jacks Thursday night as we're yes. recording here Thursday afternoon. Um, big game for both teams. Uh, especially the Jets and their potential playoff mm-hmm. uh, Christmas Eve uh, on Saturday, right back. Full Giants slate Vikings. of games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Giants Vikings, huge, huge, huge game. litmus um, test um, for the Giants and the Vikings really, you yeah. know, if the Vikings were to beat the Giants, they could say, okay, we finally beaten, you know, a good team late in the season. So yeah. Um, and that's one of the, important. that's one of the better 
matchups too. There's there's yeah, some... not a lot of great ones. You guys got the Bears. Do you have any trepidation at all? Like what the uh, stricter level must be like negative three, right? Yeah, I mean, I I'm not overly concerned. I, I think the biggest thing is just how the weather is going to be in Chicago on Saturday, um, okay. and what are the what are the playing conditions going to be like? Not that I'm concerned uh, mm-hmm. about the Bills playing in adverse weather conditions, but they're saying it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, chefs sea sea chicken seems like a, it's going to be a fun game at one o'clock. Um, could be, could be. The chefs always play to the level of their opponents. We saw it last week with the Texans; they barely squeaked out a win. Did you uh, see? And this this is all you need to know about how horrible the quarterback play in the NFC has been this year. Geno hmm. Smith made the Pro Bowl. Did he really? I saw the Pro Bowl yep. was announced like right before we came on, so I didn't. Uh... Yep. Yeah, I kind of glanced through it and I saw Geno Smith's name. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's had a decent year, but when you think about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers uh, and Stafford uh, being in that NFC, and none of those guys make the Pro Bowl, um, yeah, yeah. Um, crazy. what else uh i mean the only game that really has got any juice to it to me is the eagles cowgirls at 425 other than that it's pretty um mundane matchups except yeah, for uh, John 40, Flakes yeah. and 49ers and and commanders okay yeah okay you know i mean it's it's nope. playoff implications that game desperately yes yep. yes they do uh the niners so that's in the that is so that'll be interesting because that's you've got three of the <laughs> four teams in the in that division playing at this basically at the t- same time. That's at 405, Philly yep. Dallas at 425. Yep. Um, that'll be uh San Francisco, uh, Washington on CBS and Eagles Cowgirls on Fox. Um, Saturday night, you know, as Santa's making his way around and dropping off presents, we the aforementioned Steelers home game against the Raiders. Both teams six and eight. Um, That's got uh, could have a great weather game. Eleven degrees and snowy is what they're saying right yeah. now for that game. So uh, could be a fun watch that way. And then Sunday, uh, total snooze fest. Oh, Three yeah. terrible games. Which is um, fine for Christmas Day. Really. Yeah, fine for Christmas Day. Look, tune into the NBA. The NBA has got five great games yep. on, um, starting off with the Knicks. Um, not in the Sixers. Uh, oh, gosh. The Knicks start out the early Knicks slate. Knicks-Nets, no? Uh, maybe. Uh, these are things that we should probably know um, yeah. as we are here at Think Tank Sports. Um, I got it here now. Uh, oh, it is Knicks Sixers. Yes. Um, and then you have Lakers uh, in Dallas. I know this is a That's NFL. an early tip for yeah. West Coast. Yeah. Well, Dallas is in the middle of the country. Yeah, sure. Um, and it's they're in Dallas. And then, Mike, uh, a one I'm sure you'll tune into a little bit. Uh, yeah. The Bucks at the Celtics at five. Uh, Memphis and Golden State at eight. And then if you can stay up for it. That late on Christmas night, the Suns at the Nuggets. Uh, so there's a great slate of NBA games that, you know, if you if you can't take the putrid uh, scheduling that is the NFL on Christmas Day, feel right. free to tune into the NBA. There are some good games and a lot of good teams playing uh, at that time on Christmas. 
that being Mike. said, Dave, uh, unless you got anything else, uh, continue to tune in with us. Uh, there will be no uh, lose with us this week if you're looking for that. Uh, Stevie Covers needs to uh, go back into the Batcave and uh, do some calculations and figure out where we're at. So we'll be back next week with uh, Dave trumpeting his 4-0 week from uh, the previous week where he just dominated us on lose with us. Um, we continue to watch all these games, keep a watchful eye, but uh, also take time to enjoy uh, your family and your friends this Christmas and holiday season. Uh, say Merry Christmas to someone you haven't talked to in a while, uh, mend some fences, make this world a little better place uh, for all of us. Um, and that's what we can do to give back, not only uh, to each other, but to you know the world. So. Uh, thank you for listening all year. We'll be back as soon as we can here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen as we strive for five.